And there came a day, a day unlike... Wait, no, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks and... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsior, oh, damn it. Welcome to episode 193 of Panelology. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Brian. And it is now 2020. 2020. Yeah. The first episode of the 20s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm so fucking tired. <laughs> Nothing Why? has changed. New year, same me. <laughs> same tired. <laughs> Not the raging 20s, or roaring 20s, so much as the yawning 20s. The yawning mm. 20s. The slowly creeping into the Dust Bowl 20s. Yeah. Yes. It's the abyss yawns and yawns back at us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Brian, how are you? I'm good. I'm much better. Yeah? Yeah. We missed you last week. I don't sound like this anymore. <laughs> so that's good. That is good. And that's why I didn't record. <laughs> I think it's hilarious that like Brian kept himself from recording because he sounded like that. But anytime I'm sick, I'm like, fuck it, we're going to go. We're going to go with it. Even on a good day, I sound like that when I try to talk about the murder herc. The murder herc. <laughs> New Year, same panelology. <laughs> we're sorry. <laughs> But you're, li- but you're to listening change, to us, so you know. <laughs> Jin's not sorry. Jin's no. not sorry. No, Jin's fantastic. That's <laughs> <laughs> a stretch. Okay. All right. You, you know, know what's what? fantastic? Comics this week. You know, I was going to be more specific and segue us into one in particular. Well, you but, should do uh, that. Okay. Hey, you know what was fantastic? <laughs> what? Harley Quinn number 69. Oh, my God, it was. Nice. It was so good. Nice. <laughs> it was so fucking good. I knew prior to walking into the comic shop that this was Mark Russell writing. I yeah. had forgotten that though. And then I get there, I'm like, oh, that's the ham, or that's Mayor McCheese. Oh, that's Mark Russell. Oh, I need to text Jen and Brian right the fuck now. So, it was a good choice. So here's the thing the first book I opened up this week was Action, right? Well, you know how they're, they've been doing, Bendis has been doing that first page is like the, the, the website of yeah. the Daily Planet, right? And so it's got like all these like newsfeed stories. Then it's got like side. one of the side panels was Ham Bezler released <gasps> something, something, something. So it was like, and it was like the shot of the whole, that whole gang yeah. from this. But and I was like, what the hell? I, I thought it was just an ad for. So I was like, oh, that's goofy. And then I open up this book and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> it's real. <laughs> it is real. Um, so, uh, what happens in here with the Ham Bezler being released? We get a crossover. We get a podcast crossover from Minds at Yerk, um, <laughs> in that we get Grimace fanfic. Yes. That's what happens. And fuck you. <laughs> I have, uh, posted so many, uh, screenshots of this and, into the Grimace fanfic. And just to be clear, it's Grumpus. Grumpus, <laughs> but it, that was, that's what makes it fanfic. Into that channel of our Minds at Yerk discord my god um so there is what is very clearly the dc universe offtake of the 70s characters from mcdonald's advertising yes yeah yes now you know what i really desperately need as a follow-up to this a what was what was it called the the restaurant mick 
Oh, uh, Batburger? No. In this. Oh. oh uh, Mc- Although Brian Mc- has found the crux. Yeah. Was it McDougal? Not McDougal's. Uh, I don't I'll find it in a minute. Keep but going. I need the crossover between this McDonald's parody and Batburger. I need some sort yeah. of corporate espionage book. Yeah. Need it. Uh, the other, I did like that, that one of the places they went to talk, though, was Delaware Fried Chicken. Yes. yes. <laughs> they went to DFC. DFC. Oh, it was so good. Yeah, so uh. the the ham bezler was set up <laughs> and comes to Harley Quinn upon his release from prison for stealing all of the not McDonald's. Uh, retirement I, funds. I keep finding the brothers' names, but not the. I love that all that all the bad shit. Well, that's the name of the restaurant. Is the brothers' last name? I know, but I keep oh, okay. like, I, like oh, it's just got their first names. Okay. Um, but everything, all the bad shit takes place in 1988. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> one of these people is my father. Yeah, it's fine. Um, it's probably the clown. That's was, why I'm so afraid of clowns. You know, I wasn't going to say it, but I was <laughs> thinking it. <laughs> Clown McCrown. McGobbles. McGobbles. That's it. McGobbles. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. yes, I need the McGobbles versus Batburger. Yeah, I do like I do like when she asked him. He's like, Yeah, I just got out of prison and I'm the hambezzler. She was like, What'd you do? Gave kids eating disorders mostly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. Um um, now, I will admit the Captain Ahab-esque character does predate my knowledge of... Oh, yeah, there was there was a cat... Wait, uh, it's when they introduced the fish sandwich mm-hmm. at McDonald's. That was the character that they brought in to... Yeah. yeah. See, I remember the man on the moon, and I remember the professor, but I don't remember... Okay. What was... Do, do you remember oh, the God. real world? Uh, I don't... Yeah, Captain... I can't remember. We have the Googles. We do have the Googles, though. You know, one of my favorite NES games as a kid was a game called MC Kids, in which you play as this pair of kids trying to help Ronald McDonald fight the Hamburglar on the moon. <laughs> wow. It's a remarkably good game for being what it was. Yeah. But also, yes, this dates to a time in which McDonald's had NES games. Yeah. I, I The other thing I love is when they go to actually confront the brothers. His name is Captain Crook. Captain Crook. There, yeah. there you go. Um, do, you. You, you, you know, do you remember where they go to find the brothers? Uh, it's a Legion of Doom that looks like a hamburger. It's the Hall of Food. The Hall, Hall of Food. food. <laughs> oh, this ties directly into the fact that uh, this week I will be buying cheeseburger <laughs> shoes, sneakers. So um, I just wanted everybody to know that. Next time you see me, I will be wearing cheeseburger sneakers. Cheeseburger platform sneakers so excited are you working on your good burger cosplay already nope but i'm very excited about these shoes i'll show you after this no i'll show you right now i'll show you right fucking now how about that oh it's such a great great issue though i uh love it very much and not a single 69 joke in it Not one. No, I'm very yeah, proud of him. I for did that. like at the end. Did you get why? Those are very. Wow, nice. those are a lot. For those, those who are, are listening, so they much. look like a cheeseburger, they but do. they're platform sneakers. They, they exactly even have cheese. <laughs> yes, yes. Like they the do. heel is the lower bun, where the heel meets the the body of the shoe is like all the meat and pickle and cheese and tomato and lettuce, and then the top is bun with with beaded sesame seeds. With sesame seeds, yes. yes. Fuck, these are good shoes. Okay. No, what I like at the end where Harley, you know why she went to the thought of, wait, you didn't turn him into hamburger meat, did you? (laughs) 
when oh god when Harley <laughs> when Har- when the series started like the first arc was the alien arriving or whatever and people getting turned into hot like people yeah becoming uh, hot dogs yeah yeah <laughs> and they're yes. like why did your brain even go there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> reasons reasons <laughs> yep. I like that she sees a certain kinship in not Ronald McDonald. <laughs> Clown yes. McCrown. Clown who was McCrown. dumped into a vat of acid. You know, country do. Country do. Country against his do. will. Right? Yes. My God, I love <laughs> all of the Mountain Dew things this week too. By the way, oh, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings released a. I kid you not. Southern margarita. That's literally just booze in Mountain Dew. And I'll have you know, I'm fucking offended. I'm fucking offended. Because everybody knows that you can't put anything other than Everclear in Mountain Dew and make it good. Thank you very much. Okay. And it's not a margarita if you do that. Challenge accepted. (laughs) Oh boy. Please don't. Please don't. (laughs) Mountain Dew is terrible. It's awful. Please don't put anything in it. And don't drink it. Just don't drink it, actually. The only good Mountain Dew flavor, Sangrita Blast, was discontinued by Taco Bell a couple of years ago. Um, Baja Blast is better, but yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's it's the actually good one. That was the other thing about this issue. I forgot. Anytime Grumpus was... (laughs) They showed him in the strip club. The song in the background. Boots and pants and boots and pants and boots and pants. Except there was, like, none of that in there. Man, they showed a bunch in that strip club, too. I was like, damn, girls. How they... Mark Russell, did you write for them to have their booties out? Probably not. The world may never know. The world may never know, unless we ask him. Unless we get the director's cut edition of this (laughs) issue, which I would 100% drop money on. Yeah, hard same. Nice. Anyway. We've spent like 10 minutes on a Harley Quinn comic. It's because it was a good one. it was so damn good. It's so it was. fucking good. Well, uh, do you remember what the name of the strip club was? Strawberry Shakes. <laughs> 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 Wait, what do we do with Brian Snorts? Move on quickly. Okay. Move on quickly. <laughs> the Flash, number 85. Speaking of people who never move on. Oh, yeah. Well, he, you're not wrong there. <laughs> um... We put this on the list for one particular reason. A thing I thought was new, which apparently is not at all and just hasn't been in Flash comics that I've noticed since I've been reading stuff, which is the will-they-won't-they of Barry Allen and Golden Glider. Yeah, yes. Back when Golden Glider was originally introduced, it was there was a, there was a, a tension there. Yes. I support this. I am here for Barry and Golden Glider. Yeah, I could. That would be that would be perfectly fine with me. Yeah, because she she's always been at least originally and again now she has always been kind of a reluctant villain. Yeah, right. It was more a means to, and honestly, in some iterations, it was just to protect our brother. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, I, I do, I do like it. Yeah, and this is a fun issue to talk about too. The yeah. rogues have been trying to help train the Flashes mm-hmm. to take on King Cold. Yep, uh, it doesn't go great. No, it doesn't. And uh, Mirror Masters—he's a real ass. You know that? <laughs> yes, I have noticed this about him. Yeah, yeah apparently Glider did too. That's why she dumped him. But. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. Uh, I, I, I'm very much enjoying this whole King Cold story, though. It's... Yeah, and we're building toward, like, the next sort of arc, arc. shift for yeah. this. Yeah, like, I, I'm, if I had to guess, the next issue is probably the final issue of the whole Barry versus King Cold thing. I would think so. Yeah. yeah. And then we get sort of, I think the big bad who's maybe been teased since, what, like, issue 25, issue 40, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, things are afoot. So... You know what? Well, I'm, in solicitation, remind me of Flash, though, because there's something I want to mention in okay. solicitation. Remind, you know he's not going to remember. Hey, Brian, right? yeah. Remind me to remind you to mention the Flash. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah. Every time we say that, we never talk uh, about the I thing know. ever again. Should I talk about it now? Because I mean, it's not anything Yeah, direct. you can talk about it now. The fact that Flash and Wonder Woman are going back to legacy numbering yeah. after 750. Mm. Yeah, whatever. But, like... I'm so over specifically DC and Marvel and their numbering shenanigans at I this think, point. I think Marvel has at this point found the happy medium, which is you number issues in a volume, but also include a legacy number. Like they do that with all their books right now. Yeah. Like you get Avengers number 35 or issue number, I don't know, 874 or whatever. Um, that's probably not the actual number. If it is, I have just won the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you have to buy a ticket first. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah, and and you, you you're gonna have to get Cho, uh, Amadeus Cho to do that. He's the only one old enough in the champions to buy lottery tickets. <laughs> Adorable. <laughs> Thanks, Riri. Lois Lane, number seven. Brian, catch us up on this. So I did want to mention this, and this started out very much. Uh, issue one was a little mister, and and probably even issue two was a little misdirecting in just how kind of current events ish things started out. Um, it has changed a good bit since then, but this. Really Really has become uh, a uh, more of a investigation for Lois, and she has actually hired Renee Montoya as the question to help her. Cool. Yeah, and so it's really the two of them doing things, and this is clearly before the most recent issues of Superman, um, and like <laughs> Renee, very clearly just caught. Lois and Superman macking out <laughs> and now thinks that she spent the night with Superman and, or, or she put it pounding it out with Superman. <laughs> so no questions about that. Not and, not. um, then having breakfast with her husband the next morning because she feels guilty about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, but like, so they're trying to figure out who is basically hired somebody to kill Lois. Right. And that's kind of where it's turned. It's pretty good. Cool. Yeah. But I wanted to, it, it has changed a bit since it's inception. Inception. Yeah. Daredevil number 16. Speaking of making out with people, yeah. <laughs> people, people getting together. Yeah. So I have a lot of issues at Daredevil in my brain right now because I just got caught up. Uh, why don't you tell me about it? They're, they're all good though. <laughs> Let's see, he wakes up in bed with Electra. I remember that much. Yes. Uh-huh, he does. They do a heist. He's wearing the weirdest underpants. <laughs> I was like, those aren't even tidy whities What the fuck is that? He's wearing like a white Speedo, and his junk is huge. <laughs> <laughs> Look. Huge, but not... Apparently being blind enhances your other senses. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Maybe. As tight as his costumes tend to be, he wears a dance belt. I, that's what it looked like, actually. That's exactly what it looked like. Yeah. Holy I, shit, he's wearing a dance belt. That he, makes sense. Look, he's, huh. he's Can't read, judge you. Good on you, man. He's read enough uh, uh, Todd McFarlane Spider-Man to know maybe you should wear a dance belt if you don't want everyone to know which way you dress. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
There's, a, remembers, call, there's a callback for all you long-time listeners. He remembers that phase of Spider-Man's costuming past. I thought you were going to say Spider-Man's cock, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, we all remember it. None of us want to. To the left, to the left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, so but, uh, but mad props for him for wearing a... For wearing a dance belt, yeah. because I do not want to see that dick outline. And then they go to do I? they go to the governor's house. Is that this one, or was that last one? I think that was this one. D- what was that last one? I don't know. He confr- I know he goes to Kingpin about yeah. who was in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. They, in this one, break in to a server farm of some sort. Yeah. And fight uh, ninja. Right, 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 right. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I think the because they, they have found nice. out who gave the order through the governor to the police, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. 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 And they have, they're, so they're starting their kind of assault on these people. Yeah. I love the scene with Matt and Kingpin, though. Yes. Oh. Oh, you were out. The kitchen? I don't have to lift a finger. You're going to destroy yourself <laughs> for 20 blocks. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And he's like, you were out, man. You yeah. were out, and I was so jealous of you for a second. You were out, and now you're fucking crazy. Get it. Cool. Got out. Now he's right back in. Which, uh, uh, you know, King Fisk is just super happy, because he knows Matt's going to take out those people for him oh yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah. yeah oh yeah or they'll take out daredevil for right him. Well, either it way he matter. wins right yeah all right how's about uh we've got a couple of books from last week mixed in here mm-hmm. dr strange number one surgeon supreme so... scalpel versus crowbar oh yeah scalpel loses <laughs> badly <laughs> um I do, uh, I I kind of like this um, mix of his hospital life and the, the mystical yeah. stuff. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of Valkyrie right now, mm-hmm. right, Jane Foster, um, where, you know, they've got, she's got her, you know, medical stuff and the and there's like a balance there a little yeah. bit. Um, I like that, um, but uh, I, I like how he deals with the hospital administrator also. <laughs> <laughs> Like he's he's Stephen Strange. He still can't be bothered with like paperwork or. <laughs> There's know? a very much like Gregory House Lisa Cuddy vibe here. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Like like okay, I'm so good. I don't have to follow the rules, kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. I'm just waiting for uh, bats to scrub in. Oh my god, <laughs> that's fucking adorable. You know it's got to happen eventually. Uh, so. Then, like, while he's having that conversation, something happens. Like, there's a big, uh, they get called to the ER, and there's all these injuries coming in because there's some sort of destruction going on. So he goes as as Doctor Strange to investigate. And who do we find there, Alex? A member of the Wrecking Crew. Do you remember which one? The one with the crowbar. <laughs> Wrecker, yes. Um, and he has leveled up. Yes. He has, he has completed a side quest and gotten a new weapon. <laughs> he's upgraded his crowbar. Yes, he And has. now he's the home wrecker. Wait, no. No. <laughs> he now has a crowbar of plus one magic. <laughs> oh my. Maybe even plus two. Ooh. Because, uh, he beat some shit out of Doctor Strange with his crowbar. Oh no. Yeah. And, uh, proceeds to wrap him up in a concrete block and throw him into the bay. Yeah. Oh no. Oh. Yeah, and what? that's where we end issue one. Congratulations, good job, Mark Wade. <laughs> that's not good. Yeah, see if Doctor Strange could Houdini. Did Houdini ever? I don't think he ever did concrete mm-hmm. chains. Yes, maybe. Well, let's see if he can one up Houdini. <laughs> if Houdini fought the mob, yes. 
The other thing I did like was, I did like, Stephen has apparently grown at least a little bit in that he's thought through some of these things. Like he thinks about, you know, I could say, I could really save time if I just open a portal directly from the Sanctum Sanctorum to the hospital because then I wouldn't have to travel back and forth. And he's like, but if I do that, things could go both ways, and I don't want things getting out of the sanctum into the hospital. Maybe that's not a good idea. <laughs> oh, good right. job. Yeah, good exactly. job, Doc. Yay, forethought. <laughs> yes. To which I was just thinking at some point, oh, now that's going to happen. Though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of characters with absolute mastery of forethought, definitely Hawkeye. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Um, Some people do stupid things because they have no clue what else to do. So yeah. how do you, how do you like Rosenberg writing uh, Hawkeye? It's a good good book. <laughs> um, it is so fucking petty. This entire book is the most petty thing I've ever read. I'm here for it. Would you like to know how? Would you like an example of how good that is with my quote of the week? Yeah, Brian's quote of the week. Quote quote. So. <laughs> Clint's having, sitting at an outdoor cafe having an omelet, and uh, Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier show up in costume and are talking to him, and they're asking him about an attack that Ronan had, right? So they're obviously asking him about Ronan, right? And he's like, uh, who was the target? What did you tell us? You got something to say to me, Sam? Easy, Clint. People are staring at you. They're staring because my breakfast was interrupted by a big bird cosplayer and the world's greasiest cyborg. <laughs> Yes. So, but right before they show up, a bird shits right on him. Yes. And he's like, great, great. Yeah. Was that your bird, Sam? <laughs> Was that your bird? Yes. Damn it. <laughs> I uh, will say that of all people, maybe Bucky Barnes should not throw shade in cases of mistake. I <laughs> know, right? <laughs> like, then, calm the fucking down, the buddy. Other, the other thing I like is, is he's like, no, 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 Sam, he said he didn't do it, so we should trust him. Besides, that Ronan was was j- way more jacked than, and way better shaped than Clint <laughs> yeah. is. Hey. No offense, Clint. No offense, Clint. And then his Clint, and his head, he's like, "Fuck you, none taken." <laughs> but then when he sees him, he's like, "Oh shit, no, that dude is jacked." So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm. It's it is the combination of what Clint does and says with the thoughts that he has, because <laughs> it's like it really is. It, it's it's like that that. In your own head, when you're like, God, this is really what I want to say, and then, like, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yes, I, I experience that literally like, all I day. I think everybody does all the time. It's so good, though, to see it. Yes. Oh, I it's love cathartic, it. almost. I love it. Yeah. So fucking good. This this really good. This really really it's good. It's very book. good. If you if you enjoyed his tales of suspense with Hawkeye and Bucky, yes, you will definitely enjoy this too. Agreed. Incoming number one. All right, Marvel's next um, big thing tease tease book of of upcoming events in the Marvel universe. Yes. So this is, I think, 80 pages told through two to three page vignettes Mm -hmm. with an overarching story that goes through. Kind of, yeah. I mean, there is. A lot of those vignettes. Yeah, right. um, Involving this dude who shows up dead. Yes. Is it a spoiler to say who it is? Because I have no idea, and that's the only thing I really care about. Maybe if you're, like, super versed in a specific Marvel cosmic event that naming would spoil the twist of this for. Can we get through some of this before we call spoilers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but but we are going to spoil it at the end, because you kind of have to to tell you what's coming next. (laughs) 
Not only will we spoil it at the end of this, we'll spoil the hell out of it in solicitation. Well, right, so. yes. That too. Yes. Good point. Um, so yeah, it starts out with uh, the Masked Raider, who is the guy who wear who was essentially the question of the Marvel Universe. He was but the, reintroduced in Marvel One Thousand yeah. by Al Ewing. But the face that he wears, instead of just being you know a blank face, is a mask of eternity, like the being eternity. Yeah, yeah, like it's a piece of right. construct. Yes, which brings up the question: Is this also what Donna Troy's costume is made out of? Ah, when she was Troy, that's a good question. So you've very good question. It's the same sort of like twinkly star Starfield. skyscape. Yeah. Mm. Well, well, like thing. whenever they show Eternity, yeah. like what his body is, or their body. Is, is, is he just up. wearing one of Donna Troy's stockings over his head? <laughs> you made it weird, and also I'm getting out the red yarn. <laughs> <laughs> but the special red yarn for the, when it's really weird? The, the special <laughs> it, it moist happen- red yarn. It, yes. it happened again in this at some June point. June said the M word! <laughs> wow. I had to make it even wow. more weird. It happens again in this book somewhere. There's somebody who says something about um, just eventually just giving in to the upcoming crossover. And yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> I hurt myself. Okay, let's go. Ah, yeah. So, yeah, like, so, like, it, it starts out with him in this locked apartment with a dead body, right? And. Then a couple pages in, it, like he senses that there's other heroes, and he looks over, and it's Daredevil and Elector training on a rooftop. And then we cut to them, and that's kind of how this goes. Is yeah. and then they're boning, and then he <laughs> well, puts his dance. Not back in this on. one, they're not. Okay, but yeah. yeah, this this leads directly into that. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it does. Yeah. Um, and you know, he calls Matt in, and Matt's like, "Yeah, I I don't know, I I don't know if I can solve this, but I know somebody who might be able to." And so, who would Matt call to solve a locked murder mystery? I don't know. Jessica Jones. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. A detective, right? Okay. Uh, And and then we've switched to her pages. And all of these have different art teams also. Yeah. Um, And hers is gorgeous. I love. I think this is the same team that did that uh, comicsology. I think so, yes. uh, Burst. Yeah. Series. Uh, It's really, really pretty. So, but like she finds a clue and that takes her to Carol Danvers, right? Um. And it's clear where this happens in Carol's ongoing story. Yeah. Like, they do kind of pinpoint that one. Um, And so, like, this is that thread that they just keep following through. God, but I I do fucking love Kelly Thompson writing. Yes. Writing Jessica and Carol together. It is just the fucking best. Like, Carol takes her to her secret base under the lake or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she's like, wait, we had to play poker at your crappy ass breakfast table when you had this down here the whole time <laughs> i can't have you guys sneaking up stinking up my secret cave and she's like it's a cave <laughs> yeah but it's a nice one now wipe your feet <laughs> did she at one point refer to it as a bat cave or am i misremembering uh, i don't think it's a, i don't think she said bat cave okay no. okay yeah Maybe I just thought Batcave. I was going to get out the regular red It's, it's so good. Something about the tubes with costumes down the side. Yeah, yes. <laughs> oh, it was very reminiscent of, yes, yeah. absolutely. All right, I put it up there anyway, fine. So eventually, like, we go to the Avengers, and we go to uh, kind of Champions, and we go to Agents of Atlas, and we go to all of these different touchstone groups and and figures throughout this. And each of them kind of gives us an idea of where that team or whatever, those those characters are headed. Yeah. Um, like we get, in the Avengers, we get uh, the Atlantis supergroup that 
that uh, uh, Namor has put together. Which we've seen before in the Avengers, we but have. it's been a minute. Because so of so clearly that story is going to be upcoming. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to that's gonna come to a head in the next bit, right? Um, I, I have a feeling we're going to get something with this new team that Blue Marvel has put together. Yeah, my guess... See, this is something that was also in Marvel 1000. Like, okay. this is calling back to that and looking back to there. So, my guess is it will show up either in the fallout of Empire, or maybe as part of Empire, or even maybe it could connect up to what's going on in Ewing's Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Um, or it's its own thing that we're just not, we don't have the context for yet. But it could hook up in either of those. Yeah. And then Agents of Atlas is going to be definitely headed to an Atlantis showdown of some sort. Uh, that's Atlantis Attacks, which I think starts this month. Yes. Um, five issue miniseries. Yep. Then we get, and then we get in several different little clips this new senator from Indiana who is the next legal snafu in the Marvel universe. <laughs> Which is essentially he's going to be he's going to create legislation and it's going to get passed that outlaws teenage vigilantes. So anybody and all the teenagers that are heroes are now going to be operating illegally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and that's where the champions are going to uh, that's that's their through line that's going to be coming up. Yeah. Yeah. And that'll also affect like Miss Marvel ongoing and Miles Morales ongoing. Yep. Uh, we get a brief stop in with Hulk, and then we move to Ghost Rider, who's going to uh, try to free Mephisto so he can take back over Hell. Yeah. Because <laughs> Johnny's done with it, I think. Yeah. Um. So, like I said, I, I don't, and I don't want to. I guess I don't want to get through all of these. Yeah. Well, but... and the the last few pages of this tell you like each vignette in this what book and what issues yeah, they pick up in. Correct, correct. Mr. Um, Sinister is very good. Mr. Sinister, yeah, he's he's our touch in Krakoa uh for the all the X books of what's going on and uh And actually this is the first time we see him start with his I'm not allowed to clone people, but no one said anything about combining DNA into new individuals. My God. Yeah. Because, of course, that's who he is. Um, so, I think probably now is the right time to call spoilers. Yeah, let's call yeah. spoilers now. So, the person that uh, was found dead was... I can't remember his name, his specific name. Yeah. It, it, but he is a... Uh, uh, he's a Cree. He's a Cree. Yes. And uh, they finally kind of figure that out and come back to confront somebody and find a scroll yep. who they think killed him. And they're lovers. Yeah, it turns out that no, they are now partners in probably more ways than one. Uh, oh no, they're 100% romantic partners. Yes. There's no question of yes. this. And so they were working together and were going to escape to their new home. He said, not my home and not your home, but our home, which is going to be critical in a minute. Yeah. Um, but they but what we find out right before he died is um that he, it's too late he they have been activated so we don't know who they are yet but some something has been activated um and then the message which is what Jessica Jones found way way back in the beginning they finally are able to translate and it translates to beware the trees in which case the scroll erupts into a tree and it kills him. Oh no! Yeah. Uh, so Aww. we got that happening. Uh, the green is very angry. 
which it, I mean, Wait, I I, obviously it did immediately lead me to think of Groot and his species, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, very much so. Well, there is a uh, like Grandmaster tier being who is the gardener. Yeah, who we saw in Jerry Duggan's. Yeah, he's like a he's like uh, like the collector and, and yeah, that, like the collector, folks. the Grandmaster. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, the other thing that obviously the I mean is a very obvious you know question would be Krakoa in some way. Yeah. I mean, because it's all about the plants and the biology at this point, right? Or... The Lorax. He speaks for the trees. Well, I was going to say, or the... <laughs> the uh, I can't remember their name, but the old ladies. Yeah. Right? That would be a big possibility. Wait, wait, wait. I've almost got... It. Horticulture. The hor- Yes. Horticulture. Horticulture. Yes. I mean, that's a very big possibility. That would fit yeah. in nicely. Um, but yeah, so the point is, uh, that happens. And the other character that I didn't mention before that we have to at this point is Hulkling. Teddy. Yes. Who, we see him get a call from somebody in some sort of intergalactic transcommunicator thing. Now, and Teddy's, like, destiny. Right has always been to unite the Kree and the Skull as their one king. Right. And now he does it. Yeah, he's called back to this new planet, and we see this planet populated completely by both Kree and Skrull, and he's like, we're not Kree anymore, we're not Skrull anymore, we're now just one people, and... We're now Skree. Or Kroll. We're the the allied, I think he calls them. Nah. Uh, Right, which is a dumb name. I definitely would have combined the names. Um, But they... um, (laughs) It's the ongoing... It's actually what causes them to separate out again. (laughs) 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 I don't want to be called allied. It's dumb. It's stupid. Uh, But he is leading... Would this be the allied versus horticulture? Is this one big wow joke? Oh my god. Oh my god. (laughs) Now I that, hope it is. That is hilarious, though. <laughs> also, Super Scroll is there, and Teddy and Super Scroll fucking hate each other. Yes. <laughs> Clert. Yes. Uh, but he is leading this whole world as an army to Saul to fight somebody. And that is going to be the story of Empire, which is the Marvel Spring event. Yeah. Which we'll get to in a bit. Yes. Marvel, you already own an empire. Can so you just not? That is, yeah, that's that's the, all the teasing that this book yeah. does throughout its whole thing. So much good. Yeah. Thor number one. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. And who knows that this is related to it somehow also. So Donny Cates does a magic trick here that I really appreciate. He does. At the top of this, it yeah. feels so much like Jason Aaron's writing. And by the end of this, it feels like a different book. It, like, yeah. There's a really Something smooth completely different. transition. Yeah. It was. Yeah. And, it, but, and it all seems very natural as part yeah. of the story. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like Just stylistically, like that was really cool in and of itself. Now let's get into it. So Thor is the all father now. I love and kind of hates being king. Yeah, I love that we've seen Loki being very fucking bored being king, and now Thor's king, and he's like, "Fuck this sucks." <laughs> Damn it, he was right. And who comes to taunt him? Loki. Loki. Yeah, yeah. of course he does. <laughs> yeah. That's what brothers do. His book's uh, over. He's got to go taunt Thor somewhere. Who, who else taunts him? Sif. Tony. Oh, no. Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody got a sharpie? God, I loved that moment. So, so Thor throws his hammer through all nine realms. Ten. Oh, all ten realms to deliver a message, right? 
And at the end of it, it comes to Midgard, and we see the Avengers fighting some big monster. And the hammer literally just goes straight through its skull and destroys it and lands, wham! And we see the whole, you know, whosoever shall pick up, be worthy to pick up white. And the hammer lands, and they're all standing there, and Tony's like, hey, anybody got a Sharpie? And then we go back, and Thor's recalling it, and he's like, how was that for a throw, blah, blah, blah. And he gets it back, and it's... Tony has, he couldn't lift it, but he's written on the side of it. He's like, oh, how's how's the king life treating you? You know, enjoy, enjoy your, your retirement. retirement. Yeah. He's like, God damn it, Tony. So the hammer lands, you know, hammer side down like it yeah. always does. Yeah. Um, did, did, can Tony just write upside down or did he use his boosters to hover there and write? <laughs> Which I, one? Because I, I like both images. I think Tony can write upside down, but he chose to hover. To hang upside yeah, down. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, it's more like dramatic. the other. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yes. So we get kind of kind of in this transition, sort of the the things you expect. You know, Thor on the throne, Thor not enjoying it, Thor having to do kingly duties. And then fucking Galactus crashes to oh my God. the ground. And when we say crashes, like like full prone position, laying flat out in the middle of 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 the capital of Asgard, missing an arm. Yes, he's sick. He is ass kicked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, and Thor assumes it's an attack and mm-hmm. is wrong. Right. So he summons uh, the, like Galactus talks to him, and he says something about, "No, I didn't come to attack you. I came for your help." Uh, the black winter. the black winter is coming. Yeah, and passes out. Yeah, I think the star plague is maybe what star plague. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so Thor goes, uses his power as the All Father and goes out and summons all of the heralds. heralds of Galactus that he can find. And hey, guess what? Silver Surfer is hollow. Hello. He's holographic. It's beautiful. Yes. It's beautiful. I love the art that lets you know that he's definitely hollow. Yeah. As seen in Silver Surfer Black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also by Donnie K. Donnie K. Hey, look at that. It's almost like there's this big connecting thread through mm-hmm. everything he's writing. Like, for I wonder Marvel. if this darkness thing is related to the anti-light god who's attacking him. Ah. Mm. Actually, Kate's a said no. No. <laughs> Damn it. But he could be, you know, obfuscating. Could be. Yeah. What is the star plague? The creeping darkness across the sky, the black winter. It is what destroyed the previous incarnation of the universe. Uh, uh, it is what, uh, shoot, what was, uh, Galen... Galen of Ta. Yeah, Galen of Ta, who is the per- the being that became Galactus, right? The only survivor of that previous incarnation of the galaxy. Yeah, who's now survived the Black Winter twice. Yes, and... Uh, Is his name Galen? I've been yeah. reading it Galen. Oh, it could be Galen. It could be Galen. could be Galen. Oh, Galen would work. Yeah. Um, But, yes, yeah, so... It is what destroyed the whole universe previously, and apparently it's now going to do it again. Oh, fuck. Yeah. If only he had a new herald. Well, fortunately, Silver Surfer Black does come back and agrees to be his herald again. He's, would you say he's back in black? I would say he is. Yes, absolutely back in black. Dun. That's a fact. Dun, dun, dun. If dun, only dun, he had a dun, uh, herald dun, who dun, were more, dun, dun. shall we say, thunderstruck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Now we have to play Thunderdrunk. Hold on. Very nice, Alex. Very nice. Nicely, nicely done. Thank you. Um, because yeah, he basically tells Silver Surfer no, like it, like it's a big deal, like Norrin Rag going, "I'll be your herald again for this," yeah. yeah, and he's like, "No, I didn't come here for you." <laughs> 
What? And then Thor gets a new costume. And he looks badass. He does look badass. It's pretty badass. Yeah. Thor, Herald of Galactus. Herald of Thunder. Herald of Thunder. Yeah. Ah. With the with the rune on his chest. Did you just break into Immigrant Song? I'm confused. Yeah. There's yes. so much music he happening did. right now. <laughs> he absolutely did. Okay. I, uh, I like it, though. I this like where this so is good. headed. Yeah. yeah. I like where this is headed. I like... Did you happen to read Donnie Kate's message in I the did. back of this? That was really cool as well. Yeah. Uh, essentially, he just ta- he's talking about how... Uh, it, it, writing comics comes with a cost and that's that you lose the magic of reading them oh because you see all of it basically you see the, the sausage being made yeah. right and it kind of takes a lot of that magic away he's like except for thor thor is has always been i feel like like these stories are given to me i'm not writing them and therefore they still feel magical oh yeah it's like oh that's cool yeah, <laughs> yeah. nice Web of Black Widow number five. Yeah, this is the end of uh, this little uh, art short run, I guess, of uh, a Black Widow. Natasha learns that the spycraft was friendship all along. <laughs> yeah, so she does to defeat the person. She does what they would never expect, and that's uh, trust in her friends and rely on them. How about that? But only this once. Trust is a tool. That's right to be used. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was this was just a fun little Black Widow romp. Yeah, this is a good, good little five issue art story. I enjoyed it. I really like the scene at the end with her and Tony. I do too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Also, she gets to use Cap's shield for a minute in this, which is <laughs> yes, fun. She does. I like Cap's response. She was like, "I had it." He was like, "I know." Sometimes an old man just wants to feel useful. <laughs> adorable. He's adorable. He really is. America's ass. <laughs> X Men number four. Oh. <laughs> sorry magneto does his best merchant of venice <laughs> yes he does I'm, Man. I'm gonna be real gross for a second what magneto and charles they basically take their dicks out and lay them on the table <laughs> and they're like what you gonna do what you gonna do mine's bigger it's like damn boys they, they put that shit do. away that hey damn gorgon is a badass damn <laughs> Holy oh, it was just so, so cold. Meanwhile, Scott can't even pull off his platoon of people without getting help from Magneto. <laughs> just, he just needed a little assist. I love how casual that was. Though. Yeah. He, like, uh, ridiculously casual. While Magneto is monologuing, Scott's like, can I get a hand here? Vroom, thanks. <laughs> he just holds up his fork like he's looking at it. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Anyway. Um... There, yeah. There's a World Economic Forum. Uh-huh. Krakoa attends, including Charles and Magneto and Apocalypse. And, mm-hmm. and two bits, right? Yeah. Yep. In this very In clearly, this, he like, is no, Apocalypse. You do not get to speak any of my other names. Right. You may call me Apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love, Only can I call you Ansaba or Mr. Nur? Yeah. I love go- when they were they're going through and talking about uh, uh you know how humanity forgets itself right mm-hmm. yeah. and how like it keeps making the same mistakes again and again and this that and the other he was like he was like like the end of the Bronze Age was another Dark Age and they were like and like yet you have no idea what ended the Bronze Age da, 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 da. and they were and he was like and Apocalypse was like I was alive I was there you should be frightened about what did it and he was like he was like well if you were there why don't you tell us what oh, ended yeah it? what did it he was like I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit <laughs> oh oh there went his dick okay <laughs> yes yeah. oh my god yeah so the uh the the quiet council representatives are here at the meeting mm-hmm. scott and uh 
Apocalypse and Magneto. No, oh, who's the Gorgon. Other? Gorgon. Gorgon. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Scott and Gorgon are here as bodyguards. Yeah. And discover a couple of platoons ready to ambush and kill the Krakoan representatives at this meeting, so they take them out during. <laughs> Specifically, Charles discovers them because somebody was fucking with their with their little yes mind device. Right. That, that telepathically so shields this, them. This yeah. is itchy and scratches it yeah. just long enough. Just yes. a fraction of a second, and Charles is like, hey, there's two platoons. Go get them, please. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Um, meanwhile, Magneto does the, no, look, all we're doing is what you have taught us, and we are doing it so much better than you asshats. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah we're, no, there's not, no, because they're, they're like, we've been down this road before. This is going to end in war. Da, da, da. And he's like, no, it's not. There's not going to be a war. We're going to, we're going to use the, we're going to use what you've taught us. We're going to use finance and eco- economy and all this. And we're going to basically buy all of your banks and all of your financial institutions and essentially own you all. And there's going to be nothing you can do about it. Is this also the issue? It was one of the two issues this week where we get sort of the tease that if you take these Cohen medicines and stop taking them prematurely there are consequences side effects yes it is in this one because they talk about uh they're like they're like well we've done some testing on pharmaceuticals and people really don't have to take them weekly like you are selling them as they need to take you're just milking it for month for more money right mm-hmm. and he's like well that's kind of true but there are side effects if you stop taking them and they're mitigated taking, if you don't. Taking yeah. them weekly mitigates the, all those side effects. Yeah. 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 You know, kind of like seizure meds. Yeah, yeah kind of like lots of meds. Like <laughs> you have to, I mean, there's a lot of meds you have to ramp up on and ramp down yeah. from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we also see something that we have not seen at all in the current timeline since Hickman has taken over X-Men. Charles Xavier's face. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he takes well, off cere- his cerebral than... without being shot through. Right. No, because in House and Powers. We saw him without it in the past. Yeah. But not in the current. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. Right, right. 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 Current day. Yes. Yeah. He, take, he takes off his cerebral helmet. Yeah. 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 And basically tells humans, I haven't given up on you. I still believe in you, but don't fuck, don't <laughs> fuck up my trust, is yeah. essentially what he says. I like, and when the dude was asking, how long do you think it's going to take before this comes to war? Yeah. And Charles was like, one month. It 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 took you one month to try and kill me. Yeah, and That's we, how long. We didn't do it. Nah. It was somebody else. Sure. Tell that to your two dead platoons. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-mm. You will not get a third chance. They're not dead. Well, they were oh, no, left alive. That's right. They, you, no. Yeah, no. Don't kill humans. Right. However, <laughs> Gorgon was like, you however, have to live however, with this. all of their weapons, one could say that they were de-armed. <laughs> <laughs> well, on Gorgon's side. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yes. He literally cut off all their arms. <laughs> oh my god! Just one. Just one arm. Yeah. Um, and then Magneto, you know, basically at the end, Magneto's like, and by the way, you know, yeah, we took out your platoons. They're not coming. Um, but let you, like, this was your warning. If you try this kind of thing again, then there will be a reprisal and you will not like it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, this was us being restrained. (laughs) I also like the Wakandan representative uh, position here. The, no, we support you, but we're still going to stick to the pleasantries of relationships between kings. We're not going to ally ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's a very Wakanda answer. It is. It is. And Krakoa is okay with that. Yeah. Right now. Yeah, they're like, okay, cool. Yeah. How about Marauders? Marauders. God, Kate. 
Kate is the best. Kate's so good. She is so good. Also, you know who's surprisingly good at this? Emma. Oh, yeah. I love Emma in this. I also worry about dying, because if I'm reincarnated, who knows which nose I'll have. (laughs) That was so fucking good. Who knows which nose I'll come back with. (laughs) So much Hmm. good. So good. (laughs) Yeah, Kate is worried because, and we we really don't have any any even clue yet as to why Krakow and Gates don't work for her. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, but she's worried that that also means that the resurrection protocol would not work for her. Right. right. So if she died, she would be gone. Yeah. Yeah. And she'd be like the only mutant gone. Correct. And she's not the only one worried. Bobby and Aurora are both also worried, and that's why they're there and trying to keep fire off of her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, oh, she... And their their torment of Sebastian Shaw. Oh my God, it's so good. Hey, all in favor? Us? That's cool. Uh, Shaw, you suck. <laughs> and I thought I was good at getting under his skin. <laughs> I got nothing on you two. Oh, Shinobi. Yeah. Oh, so good, so good, so good. I can't wait for Shinobi to find out the fucking truth. Uh, yeah, that will be fun. Unless you're Sebastian Shaw, in which case, probably a bad Probably no resurrection not so protocol. Fun. Yeah, not so much fun. Uh, Kate, d- d- Emma does teach Kate uh, Krakowin, though. Yeah. yeah. Because Kate was, Kate was trying to learn on her own, and this is really hard to speak. It's <laughs> a TH. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, so good. Uh, I got caught up on Rye this yeah. week. Okay. Um, what about Pumpernickel? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Still working on that. Okay. Um, number three is out in a week and a half, January 15th. Um, I have actually read one or two issues of other runs of Rye before, and they have never been this funny. Ooh. Um, this is, I believe, Dan Abnett writing. And the setup for this series is that Rye and an earlier model who looks like a small child but is technically the quote-unquote older brother, uh, named Raijin, are hunting down 12 pieces of the father, which is this AI that controlled New Japan and was doing bad things and needs to not be resuscitated. Uh, They're hunting down these pieces because if they reform father, things will be bad. And Raijin is like all robot ai rai is human ai composite and he's trying to like be a pacifist and lean toward his human side so he's like leaving all this fighting to basically robot damian wayne <laughs> um they're in like this american is, wasteland area that's, that's almost dinosaurs. redundant isn't it <laughs> little bit little bit he's got a little better sense of uh sarcasm sometimes <laughs> no, no i don't know damian's pretty good at sarcasm never mind kid reminds me a lot of damian okay <laughs> In the best possible ways. Um, So the first couple of issues of this are sort of setting up that uh, they are like Wasteland America fighting dinosaurs and people who hate technology and uh, get a signal for the first of these 12 constructs. And find this like old smart home demo that this construct has been held prisoner in by the AI who just wants someone to care for it. Like those are issue one and two. Uh, in three, Rai just shuts down, and Raijin has to defend him as the people who are onto them try to chase them down and stop Ooh. them. It's a lot of fun. All right, I was surprised how much I liked it. Very cool. Now I need like Katie Siegel smart house. <laughs> and Rai is valiant, right? Yes. Yeah. The Disney Channel original? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 
that kind of shit happening. Hey, speaking of smart houses, apropos of nothing, I installed a smart thermostat, (laughs) which involved opening up my furnace and wiring something into its control board. And I did it right in one try without electrocuting myself. And he didn't burn his house down. Or you have to run a power signal? Is that what it was? Um, Basically, yeah, I needed a constant to go into the thermostat. So they included a little thingy that runs a constant over the hot and... Oh, nice. Digitally controls it. Thingy. Circuit board. <laughs> I wired one circuit board into another circuit board. Congratulations. I was excited. And Alex did the electric. Cool. <laughs> I did do the electric. Hooray. And it worked. And I got no calls about it. Andy didn't get superpowers. <laughs> well, uh, unfortunately. Oh, wait. You can make things weirder even faster now? <laughs> he made me say the M word earlier. I did. That was he him did. controlling me. <laughs> he did. Um... Anyway, so if I disappear, it's because my smart home has taken me hostage. <laughs> All right. Is it still good? Action Comics 1018, Brian. Um, we kind of get a catch up on Superman uh, immediately after he has revealed to everybody. And we kind of go step a couple of days back to before he revealed the truth and find out who he talked to. and Yeah. And how that went. And I really liked that, because I love that character. I love the scene with the fire chief. Yes. Batman Beyond, number 39. Uh, Derek Powers is back, baby. All right. Dial H for Hero, number 10, Brian. So, uh, Summer and Miguel are headed through the multiverse, and they end up on, I can't remember the Earth number, but it's Amalga, it's the... um, Combination Earth, where there's no single heroes or villains. They're all a combination of two. Like Superman and Martian Man- Manhunter are the Super Martian. Super Martians, Ooh. yes, and Wonderhawk. They are in the middle. Hawk. Yeah, they are nice. in the middle of fighting their their ultimate, like one of the worst nemeses they've ever had to do battle against, which is the Harley Quinnator, which is the Monitor and oh Harley Quinn. <laughs> I'm terrified. <laughs> hey, I'm terrified. Right, um, and so. They each have their their counterpart. Miguel and Summer both have their counterparts in this world. So we know that Summer, when she does a Dial H, like she becomes Lolo Kikyu. Mm-hmm. Any clue who her character in this world is? No. Boo Boo Kitty Fuck? It's Lobo Kikyu. Lobo Kikyu. <laughs> no. Yeah. And she's kind of like a crush looking person who is Lolo Kikyu. Yes. So good. Right. And Miguel, who was Super Miguel in our, is Miguel the Street. (laughs) He is Danny the Street. That's so good. It is so wonderful. Yes. And that's Brian's one sentence about this book. Sorry. I'm very happy that you broke format there. I had to say that. No, I I support this. Yes. Yeah, sorry. I had had to, had to, yeah. So they're on that. Combination Earth. It's beautiful. Fuck, I need to read it's that. Beautiful. One. Okay. Harley Joker, Criminal Sanity Number Two. Brian. Um, Harley investigates a new murder, and we actually get some leading backstory on what created the Joker in this universe. Justice League Dark Number Eighteen. Brian. Um, the other holds Diana 
prisoner while Circe uses her body to reincarnate a new ally for her? Olympia, number two. Uh, the kid who's the main character of this, whose name I forget, decides that he knows how to find out what happened to the Olympian. He'll read the next issue of his comic. That's a good way to do that. And then learns out learns that that's the last issue. He learn out. He learn out. Finds out. Learns that that's the last issue. <laughs> Miles Morales, Spider-Man number 14, Jen. Miles deals with life with a new baby sister, fights a giant green goblin, and oh fuck, somebody may have found his journal. Not not may have. They did. They did find yeah. his journal. Spider-Ham number one, Brian. Um, Turns out Peter Porker's kind of a in this version of peter porker is kind of a dick on his world and uh none of the other avengers want him around so he's scavengers scavengers right they're all big fans of ska the the damn names in this are just mooster fantastic is dear devil is still my favorite (laughs) dear devil may still be the best yes venom number 21 eddie gets an offer to join the avengers and also realizes carnage is in his head oh snap march 2020 solicitations brian from aftershock artemis and assassin number one so this is uh stephanie phillips um and this is when a they have there's a time traveling assassin so think um uh looper yeah looper or uh you hazel know, and cha-cha yeah exactly uh, and they go back to try to kill, like, the greatest super spy from 1944, from World War II. And this is the story of what happens when they are faced against each other. Yeah. Jen. Yeah. Join the future, number one. So this is set in the future. Oh, imagine that. Where <sighs> mega cities are a thing. Like, giant fucking crazy cities where it's like, you join and all your whole life is paid for pretty much because you're in this big competition to i'm thinking get the biggest city um but there are still some people who live in like rural places who don't want to join cities and this takes place um this is following a young girl named clem who is trying to figure out how to fight this big city that's putting pressure on her small town to join them billionaire island number one this is moving on to ahoy comics a four issue miniseries from mark russell and steve Pugh. The team who gave us the Flintstones. Flintstones. Yep. Yeah, I'll be reading that. Damn it. Yeah, that's a guaranteed read. It's about an island where anything goes if you can afford it. So any island. Yep. <laughs> it's social commentary about the ultra-rich. By Mark Russell. By Mark Russell. Can't imagine why I'd enjoy reading that. Huh. <laughs> King of Nowhere, out from Boom. This is W. Maxwell Prince writing, the writer who does Ice Cream Man, mm-hmm. which is... of the reason why it immediately made my list. Um, It is about a drunken lowlife named Dennis who wakes up in a mysterious village called Nowhere, uh, which is kind of like an island of lost toys, but for people. Mm Mm-hmm. And has no clue how he got there or why until he starts to remember and realizes, oh shit, maybe my past will catch up with me. That's a little vague, I imagine, by design, but it sounds... Yeah. This was almost on my list, but I was about 95% sure you were going to put it on yours. So oh, I was yeah. like, ah. Yep. Oh, wait. I'm also just going to shout out here that Once in Future is now an ongoing. Yes. And issue number seven comes out in March. Fuck yeah. Yes. Fuck yeah. So good. All right. Oh, the next one is also another me one. X-Ray Robot at Dark Horse. This is a four-issue Mike Allred ah, miniseries okay. um, about a man who is conducting an experiment 
tears a hole open in the fabric of reality and meets a 277-year-old robot that claims to be him from the future. Okay, I have a question. Can we make all scientists play video games and read comic books because so that they learn what they shouldn't do to tear holes in reality and that kind of stuff? Or at least watch <laughs> Jurassic Park? Yeah, right, something. Come on. Something, something can, something, something should. <laughs> Brian, Jen, mm-hmm. me, all of us. We all put one book on our list. Oh, I bet I know what that one yep. is. Strange Adventures. Hmm, let's see. A new 12-issue series about a lesser-known character or, you know, a not-as-used character by Tom King. Can't imagine why we might pick that up. <laughs> With Mitch Garrods and Doc Shaner. Yeah. Fuck and yeah. so who was Strange Adventures going to tell us about? Doctor Strange. No. <laughs> Red Thread. Wait, what? No. That's Adam's. my oh my god! That's it's my Adam's actual strange. superhero name. Red thread. Red thread. Red thread. Oh, I love it. Red thread. Red yarn. No, it's no because yarn just sounds like I'm yeah. telling you a very boring story. Red thread. Plus, the, or you've, the got red that, thread. you've got that that rhyming thing. That's a, yeah. that's a big comic thing. That's true. Yeah. No, this is Do- this is uh, Adam Strange. Yes. Yeah. Like, I mean, him taking on another character like this is just gonna be awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm, I am intrigued to see how much Alex likes this book because it seems like it's going to deal with a lot of, uh, PTSD type things. I'm optimistic for this one. I feel like the books where King is writing most in my like happy place, my strike zone makes it sound like the opposite (laughs) of a good thing, but that was the metaphor in my head. Um, I feel like the books he writes that work the most for me are the books that are kind of disconnected and out in outside of continuity and sort of doing their own thing. Yes. That's why I said like the the characters that are not as prominently used are are really good. Omega Men, for for example. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Still still mad about that one because he didn't kill kyle rayner yeah Yeah. (laughs) had that perfect opportunity right there in the very beginning i feel like i feel like tom king's whole career is built around threatening to kill kyle and when he finally does that's when he just walks away into the ocean oh man that is his mic drop Uh, well see now now i have the great dilemma of my life do you want to see this? Because now I, because of course I want it to happen as soon as possible. But then that means no more Tom King. Hmm. 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 And this is edging. His <laughs> <laughs> superpower. It's getting stronger. <laughs> Killing Red Sonia number one. Uh, we don't have to explain much about this one. It's more Red Sonia by Mark Russell. Oh my god! And Red Sonia by Mark Russell is so ridiculously good. This is about the uh, son of the Emperor from the ongoing. Yep. And if you're reading the ongoing, you don't need to know anything more than that for that to make sense. You sure don't. <laughs> if you're not, you should be reading the ongoing. Yeah, because that was that was spoilers right there. But the Emperor has a son. Combine it with the title. Yeah. yeah it- could also be a Red Sonja Killing Eve crossover. I'm just saying. If it was, I would be so fucking happy because I need more Villanelle in my life. You know what else all of us need more of? Decorum. <laughs> Especially on this show. <laughs> it's a new Jonathan Hickman book. Yeah. It's... There are assassins. And this one has manners. <laughs> manners maketh the man. He's a kingsman. Oh shit. No, he's not. Um... But that would be cool. No, no, he just listened to a lot of Schmanners. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Schman. That would be fucking hilarious. Oh my god! <laughs> this is Jonathan Hickman writing a Travis and Teresa McElroy series. 
No, he's just really into Schmanners. <laughs> right, exactly. I like the quote in the solicitation in the context of this book being about assassins. Manners are a sensitive awareness of the feelings of others. If you have that awareness, you have good manners, no matter what knife you use. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty excite. Indeed. Yes. Hey, Mirka and Dolpho's got a new book coming out. Yeah. Mercy, six-issue miniseries. Um, and from what I've seen of this, this will be more along the lines of unnatural than uh, unsacred. Yes, unsacred stylistically is a very different thing. So if you want more sort of the more narrative storytelling, this will be mm-hmm. along those lines. And it's Victorian gothic horror. Yeah, I did see that one. Yeah. Uh, Outer Darkness and Chew are crossing over. I gotta get caught up on two things for this. Outer Darkness and Chew? Yep. <laughs> Let me know which Chew you need me to bring over and I'll uh, bring it over. I have, I have most of it now. Okay. Um, this is also ahead of Chew returning this year. Both Afu-Chan and Rob Galori are on art duties on this. I am so much excited. Maybe the most anticipated book of 2020 so far for me. No joke. Wow. Moving on to Marvel. We have a pair of new X books. Cable number one and Hellions number one. And specifically, who's writing? Who's writing Cable, Alex? One, Mister Jerry Duggan. Duggan. Oh fuck! Yep, there you Phil go. Phil Noto on art. <laughs> fuck. Yep. Well, okay. I guess I'm getting that. <laughs> I mean, if you're not getting all the X books, you really should because they all so damn good. Meanwhile, Hellions is Zeb Wells mm-hmm. with Steven Segovia on art. And another thing, I wonder, and I don't know, I didn't see an issue of Fallen Angels in the March solicitations. Oh, you wonder if this shit. is replacing. And Psylocke is yeah one of the main characters here. Cable is getting his own book. Apparently, Laura is moving on to be a main character of the X Men book. Okay. So I'm guessing there's probably only one volume of Fallen Angels, and then they split. It could be. Yeah. And my guess is maybe Hellions will take on... And you know what? It Honestly, it would not surprise me if we we end up finding out that these X books, there's always like two of them that are kind of one art story. That'd be good. Also, titles and then they that kind of rotates through did you read the solicitations to see who is the sort of team captain for the hellions i did it's mr sinister fuck. yeah fuck fuck you x books <laughs> i went from reading no x books to now i'm reading every x book i'm also gonna shout out <sighs> real quick the next x-men giant sizes in march yeah i did it's see about that. magneto mm-hmm. um hey outlawed we alluded to this while we were talking about incoming this is a one-shot 40 pager that sort of sets up the outlawed status quo Mm -hmm. okay i thought you were gonna say we're outlaw mentors the champions and i need that book now same i need that more than i need whatever's gonna happen in this Here is why I have decided to be excited about this. Okay. Because Jen will know as the person who, we stay positive on the podcast, I will usually complain to Jen about things that are frustrating to me. Truth. The basic premise of Outlawed is not necessarily something I am here for. No. Correct. No. But, Eve Ewing is writing this. Oh, fuck. Okay. Eve Ewing is working closely with Saladin Ahmed on making sure that for Miss Marvel and for Miles, things work. Saladin Ahmed has tweeted about how he's excited about the story beats that come out of this. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. So I am here for this. I have decided it is better to be excited about a thing than not. Yeah. 
The and and uh, yeah, this goes back to our incoming where yeah. the, the kind of the setup for this, which again, I'm like you, yeah. I, I'm not terribly excited about, but I think it can still it can be the the launching point yeah. for a really good story. Well, and and for me, like the concern comes from will this be heroes fighting heroes? Because right. that's not my thing. Nope. Yeah. If it's teenagers fighting a government that is antagonistic toward them like okay it's 2020 that tracks you, you <laughs> know the only thing that I, I did rub against a little bit on when when i read this and come and saw the whole thing that's coming is like specifically the champions put themselves together 100 percent to not be the heroes that would cause this kind of yeah. retaliation or or thing yeah yeah but what happens when those in power see a younger generation come up and exercise their own power? Yeah. Crusades. Specifically I, the children's crusade. I, I, it, That's a different mm, Marvel well, story arc. Fuck. <laughs> Hopefully this time Cassie Lang doesn't die. Ooh. Road to Empire, E-M-P-Y-R-E. Y-R-E, yeah. The Kree Scroll War number one. So we are building toward Empire with a Y. Uh, this is the spring event yep. that Brian mentioned earlier. And this is sort of a history of Kree Scroll relations and the beginning of that war that feeds into this. The main reason this issue is on my list is because Robbie Thompson is writing it. Mm, fuck. And not only do I like Robbie Thompson, Robbie Thompson wrote Meet the Scrolls. Did you mm-hmm. read that, Jim? Yes. That family is apparently going to be a major part of Empire. Yes. Fuck. Yeah. Fine. Like like that that mini series I think was kind of an initial long, it's it was kind of deep cover for <laughs> setting up the series. <laughs> huh. <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man Noir number 1 Brian. Oh. Tell me about that. So uh Spider-Verse he was in he's been in both uh Spider-Verse compilations so far and Spider-Man Noir is the black and white Spider-Man that is essentially a It's character. Nick Cage Spider-Man. Yeah. Well from right and he is in the 30s, right? Um, and just like, I can't wait to read a whole series. And it's, I yeah. think, it five issues? Yeah, five issues. Five issues. Uh, of him in his universe. It's five issues of him just playing with that Rubik's Cube. That's it. <laughs> what is red? <laughs> what is red? That's uh, so good, though. I can't wait to, I can't uh, wait to read this. Creative team on this one? Margaret Stoll yep. and Juan Ferreira? Yes. Uh it's going to be a beautiful book. Spider-Woman, Brian. Oh. A character you have limited familiarity with, is that right? <laughs> God, I, I, like, I love Jessica Drew so much. I just... Yes. And a new, a new series for her I'm super excited about. This is uh, Carla Pacheco. Uh, Pacheco? Pacheco. Pacheco. And Pere Perez. Uh, and... Um, <laughs> So <laughs> she just kind of takes this job and she's not really sure how she got it or why she's doing it. But like, of course, things start happening. And yeah, I like I, it just serious with Jessica Drew. I want it. Now, quick gut check. How do you feel about the new costume? I'm fine. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I haven't seen it. It goes back to the sort of bodysuit classic, but it's got a similar like patterning and design to the like biker jacket. Oh, that's sweet. More recent. Okay. Yeah, it, I miss the jacket itself. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I like a it's good probably jacket. more reminiscent of her original costume. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I'm fine with it. It's got more like it's, black and yellow in it, like yeah. more cool. surface area. It looks very much like if she was designing a new costume, something that you know would, but without changing, you know, like who she is. It's not like you know 
one of those eighties complete revamp of who no pouches and spikes. Yeah, I like yeah. So. Quantum sleeves. Quantum sleeves. Su- Supergirl you. with her headband and you know. <laughs> Why? I really hope doesn't even keep the hair out of her face. Okay, I'm sorry. I really hope that when we get the inevitable Marvel DC crossover, that Jen has been mortar mortar birding. Mortar birding. What even is that? Murder birding. It's, it's what it's what you do to a murder hurt. Murder hurt. <laughs> yeah, that's how. That's actually how the murder hurt does his uh, secret. Oh, he makes a murder board. Murder bird. Wait, sorry, I did it right that time. Whoops. A murder bird. <laughs> a mortar bird. Mortar bird. It's also what the immortal. It's also what uh, the professor wore when he got his doctorate. Oh, okay. A mortar bird. Okay. <laughs> yes. I really hope that when we get this inevitable crossover, the thing that tears reality is a pair of quantum sleeves that just keeps. Oh my god! No, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> quantum sleeves. I need that to be no part of this. <laughs> um, the thing that actually starts it is just me accidentally pulling a thread out of my mur- mur- murder bird. <laughs> My uh, more murder board god fuck. <laughs> it's Alex, harder than you, you killed me. I can't do it. <laughs> you broke murder board. My uh, powers have only grown. Oh no! <laughs> Damn, god. that electric shock did do something to you. Didn't it? <laughs> um. Anyway, moving on. Well, can't, and, can't say words way, anymore. And the, it, what it is? It's those quantum sleeves on heroes like Thor and Winter Soldier with metal arms. Uh. <laughs> Rocket Raccoon must fight. There we go. Yep. <laughs> Strange Academy number one. Scotty Young, Umberto Ramos. Doctor Strange has opened a school for young sorcerers. That's gonna go well. This is a bad idea. <sighs> Who's less qualified than Albus Dumbledore? I know. <laughs> <laughs> did you see, did you happen to see the couple of page of inserts that were in the Marvel previews? No. For this? Oh my god. This is gonna be a trip. Um, so Brother Voodoo is really like the daily, uh, kind of dean. He's the Minerva McConaughey. Yes, exactly. Yeah. He's kind of the, the, the operations person. And Um, I should point out that this is set in New Orleans, which means if the first words of this series are not, there is a house in in New Orleans, (laughs) I will be very disappointed. Um, the, the person that is basically like in charge of their daily schedule and the artifacts that they'll be using and their thing is, um, uh, damn it. Um, Dr. Strange's assistant most recently. Zelda. Yes. Zelda. I was going to say, I hope she's in this. She is. So what Dr. Strange is so terrible with people. With, uh-huh. with uh-huh. grown human people. What if he's like really great with kids? Like Wolverine? That would be amazing. I kind of need that. I don't want him to be awkward with children. Want, but I want everyone around him to be like, this is fucking weird. He's really good with children. So, so do you know who the guest teachers they have lined up are? No. Hellstrom, Scarlet Witch, Magic. <laughs> oh no. Yes. for teacher. I was going to say, just expect those jokes. Yeah. <laughs> huh. So yeah, like it, this, this is this is truly going to be fun, fun, fun. 
Yeah. Brian. Mm -hmm. From Oni Dryad. Uh, this is, uh, the, the reason this is on my list, this is Curtis Weeb, who created Rat Queens. Uh, this is his new book, and I am super excited about it. Um, it's about an elf and a human who um, who basically kind of retire and live in a little forest settlement. But 13 years later, their twins uh, are drawn to an ancient door and things happen from there. Sweet. Now, this yeah. next one was going to be a big elaborate reveal to make Jen excited. And then she just read my fucking notes. <laughs> sure <laughs> did. I got very excited, but it will not be recorded for posterity. <laughs> Hey, Jen, what's Titan putting out for free comic book day? Horizon Zero Dawn. Wait, what's the, what's the subtitle? Free comic book day edition. Oh, okay, never mind. I, I, got, I, just got to the, I just got to the HZD part, and I was like, oh! oh! Yeah, Horizon Zero I'm very excited. This is the lead-in to a new ongoing. <gasps> there it is. Set after the events of Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, fuck, Dawn. I gotta finish it. Yep. Okay. I've got, like... You have I got, not like, finished... I've got, like... How many games have you not finished now? Oh, I start and don't finish. So fucking many games. That's what she said. No. <laughs> um, no she said games. I heard games on the end of that. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. There's, I don't, there's nothing bad that I don't or, or, finish. Are we anyway, back to edging again? Um, <laughs> no. I knew if I stayed quite long enough, Brian would make the callback for me. Yeah. No, I've got like... Like an hour left of this fucking game. That's it. <laughs> then why did you let me take it back from you? Because I obviously wasn't playing it. <laughs> well, I don't know. You could have just been stretching it out a long time. Yeah, I was edging it. Um, play like two minutes at a time. That's, that's it. That's more tantric. <laughs> it is tantric, yeah. yeah. I, I, that's what I do. I do tantric video game playing. Tantric video it takes gaming. me like two years to finish a fucking game. It does. It's because I'm so bad at them, but also I like them so much. And so, the reward is great. Anyway. You are far enough in that you have made it to the Hunter's Lodge. Yes. And yeah. you have met Talana. Yes. This is following Talana looking Ooh. for Aloy, who has gone missing. Ah, uh, nice. Ah, I can't wait. And there's a new breed of mechanized killers stalking the land. Yeah, By the way, are. robot dinosaurs, just it's just the best. They're so good. Those thunder jaws are oh. and they're just so oh satisfying to take down. Yeah, yep. they are. Horizon Zero Dawn might be my favorite game of the last decade. It's very good. It's so good. Um, Exo Man of War. Man of War. That's one word. I made it three words. Man Exo Man of War. Written by Dennis Hallam. Uh, Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I'm like, oh, I don't need this book. It's fine. Written by. Damn. <laughs> Uh, art by Emilio Lyso. This is, uh, it's a new Exo Man of War book. Some futuristic threat comes to Earth. Exo can save it. That's all they tell us. But Dennis Hallam's right. Yeah, it's Dennis Hallam. So fuck, I'm going to fucking read it. Fuck. Thanks. Fuck. You're welcome. Hey, Jen, another book you're going to fucking read. I'm going to fucking read it. Brian Sanderson's Dark One. It's Brandon. It's Brandon, Brandon. Sanderson. I even wrote down Brandon. I just said Brian. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is about a guy who keeps getting weird vision. Like, anytime he looks in a reflective surface, he sees weird, terrifying visions, and it turns out that... It's just his face? It's just his face. Um, <laughs> but it's his face as a destroyer of another world, which there's this big prophecy that he's supposed to destroy another world. So, yeah, thanks, Alex. Oh. It's probably not just his face. It's probably, like, <laughs> actual visions. <laughs> but it sounds real cool, and it's Brandon Sanderson, so... Not Brian Sanderson. No, not Brian That's Sanderson. a different guy. No, Totally different Brian Sanders is the guy who looks in the face at his face in the mirror and just is disappointed. <laughs> oh no, you rocked yourself, Brian Sanderson. Brian Sanderson is listening to this right now, going, "I'm writing a book. Wait, I'm feeling really called out right now. Hold on. We love you, Brian Sanderson. Face? You you got a good face, my dude. 
All right, last one. Brian. Yes. No One's Rose. Uh, this is one. from Vault. Uh, this is uh, Emily Horn and Zach Thompson. And um, basically, uh, which I thought it was super apropos that in Marauders they talked about the anthropocene, mm-hmm. which is, you know, basically... Bobby Drake's favorite word there. Right, it is. <laughs> uh, that it is essentially that, you know, the world's climate is controlled or affected or governed mostly by human stupidity, human stupidity and what we've done, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is after that. <laughs> so, uh, and essentially all of humanity is now living in one giant dome city powered by renewable energy called the green zone renewable renewable i am very into this <laughs> the world is powered i mean by stripping okay, okay let's let's be real I mean, though let's be, let's, let's be real if it were a completely 100 renewable green energy zone that was created by hippie scientists <laughs> no one would it would place. probably also be a new just colony let's yeah. So renewable. <laughs> renewable. There is a young person who basically thinks they can restore and save the world, and somebody who doesn't want that to happen. And this is that story. Cool. Yeah. Next week's books to read. There. Next week's books to read. Boop, boop. It is January. We are in the quiet times for new books coming out. <laughs> there is one book all of us have on our list. Yeah. By Kelly Thompson. Yep. Star number one. Yeah. This character was super cool in Captain Marvel. Yeah. We talked about this in solicitations that we wanted this book. And it's here. Yes. I didn't even read the solicitation copy. I was just like, oh, look, it's Kelly Thompson. Yeah. I'm done. And this is a five-issue series. Yep. Yeah. So. It's a mini-series. It doesn't count for your pull list. Nope. Those don't add up at all, Alex. It'll be fine. Yeah, you can always add a five-issue miniseries. Yeah. They're like holiday calories. (laughs) They don't count. (laughs) Tell that to my ass. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, so I'm super, uh, like, uh, God, I love everything she writes. Yep. Miles Morales, The End, number one. This is our first first of the The End one-shots. This one is written by Saladin Ahmed, and since he is also writing Miles Morales, I figure this could be important and relevant, and at the very least, huh. it will be good. Yeah. Jen. Yes. Who watches The Watchmen? Or what do The Watchmen watch? The Clock? It's in no way related to Watchmen, for no, the record. None whatsoever. But just, just so we're all clear, this is not a Watchmen thing. Uh, this is about like a, a bunch of people suddenly develop cancer, <laughs> like like no, hang forms on. of very aggressive cancer. This is sounding like just anyone around John. Anyone? Fuck. It might be. It might be related to. That, but that wasn't him that did that. It was. The, but but it is yeah. the most anticipated book by the Clock King. Oh yes. <laughs> I hope it stays on schedule. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so this is about a dude who watches his wife die of this very aggressive cancer, and then his daughter gets it, and he's trying very hard to find a cure for this craziness. Maybe we shouldn't have made those jokes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why they make editing software. Also, World War Two is a part of this for some reason. I don't know. I was intrigued. It sounded really cool. Awesome. And last one, Brian. Yeah. Daphne Byrne. Um, this is the this is the new uh, Hill House comic, uh, latest one to come out. Um, this is by Laura Marks, and it is uh, late nineteenth century New York gaslight. Um, there is a like. I'm just going to read this. A rage builds inside 14-year-old Daphne. The sudden death of her father has left her alone with her irresponsible, grief-stricken mother. Um, while fighting to disentangle her mother from these people, Daphne begins to sense a strange, insidious presence in her own body, an entity with unspeakable appetites. 
what does brother want and could she even stop him if she tried like that just sounds like the most horrible like that scares the shit out of me <laughs> yeah and super super creepy i yeah this has a lot of potential to make a a spoopy october october uh a spoopy october fest yeah <laughs> i mean maybe because you may need to drink to get rid of it <laughs> the the maddening thoughts in the next issue the haunted kielbasa <laughs> but yeah this, this this should be good we would like to thank chase parker for our intro voiceover you can visit us at panelologypodcast.com if you want to submit questions or to listen to older episodes or find out how to stalk us on social media if you want to support Support us, you can do that at patreon.com slash panelology. If you want to buy merch, that's what bit.ly slash panelology merch is for. Capital P, capital M. Jen, self-promotion. Uh, yeah, keep your ears out for craft booze coming to you very very soon me self-promotion minds at yerk bi-weekly animorphs reread podcast the rob thomas no not that one robcast a bi-weekly rob thomas i'm listening or watching for the first time podcast right now we're on veronica mars it comes out on the weeks that minds at yerk doesn't hi brian hi you can find brian here <laughs> next Brian's, week you'll hear me here next week <laughs> Brian, Keep who can commit to a single thing and maintain healthy work-life balance. Like a smart human. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got time for. <laughs> I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I am that Brian. You know what? Go read comics. Mm-hmm.